because many times people, and this is, and this is something I've seen with a lot of people in the spiritual community who did not have a solid route for themselves. You know, you and I, we've worked to try to get to this solid place. There yes. are, and we, we, we're, we know reality. We know we do not live in a, in a world where everything is perfect, but we can, we can shape the world we live in that aligns with our nature. But when you start to, and, and all of us can create this bubble of reality around us and the bubble serves us. It gives us an opportunity to ex expand into ourselves in a meaningful way. But a lot of people did not heal. They pretended to heal. A lot of people did not find peace in themselves, did not find resolution, did not make peace with the reality of this world. They just simply masked it with affirmations and with sayings and with feel good um, anything that felt good, you know, love and light, love and light, everything's love and light. And what I've been telling people even before COVID was the world does not, this is not a world, this is not a love and light reality. This is a dual reality. This is a reality where we have both positive and negative. We have all of the spectrum of human experience. We can't love and light everything because we will lose the reasons why we came here. We can't exist in a heavenly state here because we came into to this form for a specific reason. And it is a human reason. And so when you embrace that reality, you have to deal with some things that you don't want to, and you have to face that shadows out of yourself. And you thought you had already gotten through most of it or all of it, but there was more there that you didn't even realize existed. While some of these folks didn't deal with it at all, they just masked it with the love and light bullshit. And because of that, <laughs> because of this, I'm glad you said. yeah, there were so many people in the spiritual community as soon as COVID hit and all the revealer came in and began to summon within us truth, a lot of people who built their life and reality and their worldview on the love and light bullshit, the delusion of love and light, all things started to immediately reach for anything that they knew was going to help them. You know, I'm going to reach for positive thoughts. Positive thoughts will keep us safe. If we just meditate on love, we are safe and nothing can harm us. If we just focus on positivity, then none of this stuff happening in the news or in the media or globally can affect us individually. And they immediately latched onto the delusionary state of existence that is not a part of the chemistry or the recipe here for us to have a full human experience. And so they latched onto it and they, they held onto it as tightly as they could until reality came and slapped them across the face and said, no, you don't get to escape this experience. This is a collective experience that we are all going to have. You're either going to embrace that or you're gonna self-destruct. And I saw a lot of people self-destruct and I saw a lot of people, spiritually strong people who have been like the go-to for people themselves break and snap. And what was revealed was versions of themselves that they did not even realize was there because they ignored it or they it, it acted as if it didn't exist. And so they, they refused to see it even after they refused to acknowledge it. And they, you know, in some instances went down with the ship In other instances, they went back to the delusion after reality stopped them across the face and they still will not accept it. There are people who did accept it and saw themselves and said, I've got to change. I've got to adapt. I've got to evolve to that's the me. summoning and the calling. Right. Exactly. And I, that's me as well because that has been my journey through all of this is like, oh shit, like this is not something that I can just stay away from. 
because I'm all the way in New Mexico and I'm away from people. This is not something that I'm going to escape. This is something that I'm also being affected by. And you were affected by it as well. And it forced you to have to reassess yourself. So this is all a collective trauma that we're all experiencing. And in order to heal, we have to first understand the mechanism of healing within ourselves, which is to reconnect with ourselves through love and compassion and, and just honoring the great divine being within all of us. And then seeing that in others as well and making that connection and, and having Brittany, that reestablish. And, and I know you're in the flow and I want to no, go for it. Go for my it. My guides are wanting you because there are people out there that's looking this like, Whoa. I, and I'm, they're really giving me a lot. They're really pulling me out of my chest open. It's really cool mm -hmm. to have this experience. <laughs> um, I have to ask this question to you, and, and <coughs> you're probably going to get the answer. You'll mm -hmm. get the, the... So, okay. And, and they always use this term. Before the event happened, we were connecting in a certain way. This is this we were plugged in over here. Now that we we it's kind of like we in the last month or so, and you could really see it in the last month or so. Um, it, it for me, it's like wait, I I need to reconnect, but I'm not really sure where to reconnect because in my own trueness and my trueness, I feel unsafe right now of where am I going to connect? Because it's different energy. Yeah. And I'm, and, and because of my humanness, my human part of me is going, mm -hmm. Ooh, I, and I and I try to put myself vulnerable, and I try to make myself vulnerable, and and I see it, I feel it, and there is a there is a a place or a a, a, um, a certain thing that I I feel that is coming that's going to help with it, but what is your guidance around that? Because we can't connect to the old way. No, that's we can't. not going to happen. Right. And we totally, and for me, I had to totally disconnect to really let I, what I call the dragon come up and sit mm -hmm. down in front of me and say, here it is. Mm -hmm. Here, here you are. I, here's this, I'm feeling unsafe. I have this anxiety. There are things that's happening in my body that, you know, it, it, it just puts me in a place that I'm not, I'm, there's this uncertainty or unsure. And that's and being a lighthouse and being on my, you know, this place out there that takes the storm, you know, that's me. I, I, I'm the storm. I, I take the storm. I, you know, and I keep trying to be the lighthouse for others and the storm is around me and I'm still being the lighthouse, but I don't know where to plug my light in now. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And maybe you can help help even me understand yeah. a little bit and maybe even you what your guides are talking about how is this new plugin where yeah. what is that energy experience for for everyone 
for me, and, and I feel like, and this can be answered in three ways because there's three levels of connection is how I would describe it. There's the connection within ourselves to ourselves and source and form. And then there's the connection to each other physically. And then there's the connection to each other energetically. And so all of those is, you know, the triad there. So we've got three versions of connection. Um, when it comes to connecting with each other physically, I mean, I've, again, you have to find what works for you. I have had plenty of opportunities to connect with people over the last year even with this separation, because I mean, we are in a technological age and technology isn't here to disconnect us. It's actually given us an opportunity to reach each other in new ways that we wouldn't have had the opportunity to before. And so for me, I don't need to be with someone in person to have that connection with them. I can have a connection wherever I need to have that connection. I mean, last year I had 1400 appointments and that wasn't including the lives or the e-readings that I did. So I had plenty of opportunity to connect with people last year during the midst of the pandemic. It was the busiest year I had, actually. And so, you know, there's new ways of connecting. And I think technology can be seen as, a, as an enemy because you can say, oh, well, it keeps us separate or we don't have a place to go to or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, because you don't need a place. Your connection is through energy. And when you have an energy, when you realize when you are forced to no longer be able to connect physically and you have to find a new way, you evolve and adapt and you accept what is the only option available, which is through technology. And then technology is just a stepping stone into the house of deeper connection through energy so that you can actually connect in a deeper way than had you connected through the wire or through um, in-person connection or contact. So that's one way that I'll talk about connection. The second thing that I would mention is that when you when you pull source when you pull love from yourself the energy when you pull that from a place of love and compassion within you that is based in source and in a version of us that is higher and ascended and expanded that serves us to to a certain extent when you are dealing with the world that is it's painful to love you can no longer afford to love from the perspective of singular form. You either have to, you either become ravaged by hatred and anger and and, and rage, or you push past that pain of loving others into a bigger love, a grander love, a version of loving that you didn't think you were capable of. And there have been days where I've woken up angry and upset and, furious at the world, furious at each other, furious at what we're doing to ourselves and what we're putting ourselves through, furious at the people that I was hurt by, brokenhearted, and this is where broken, having a broken heart comes from, I'm feeling brokenhearted at individuals and, and indiv- people who've been anchors in my life who are no longer really a part of my life because of events and how they've unfolded and how the revealer has shed light on things doesn't mean that they're wrong or I'm wrong or they're right or I'm right or they're evil or I'm doesn't mean anything. It just means that there's been a recalibration within all of that in that the universe said, this is not where you need to be calibrate and move in the right, the opposite direction. And I was like, what do you mean? I've been here so long. This is where I've been this. And which is what you're, you're having to recalibrate. And you're like, I don't, that's, what do you mean? You know, it's like, what do you mean? This is mean? what I've been doing. This is how I've been operating. This is how I've been in energetically channeling. What do you mean I need to recalibrate? And the universe has said, yeah. recalibrate or you will suffer the consequences. And there was even a period 
during this process for me that when I tried to connect with spirit or I was trying to connect with source, the connection wasn't as intense as I'm used to. It wasn't as smooth as I'm used to, you know, it wasn't as clear as I'm used to. And I'm like, what the hell? And when I ask Aja about this, they're like, you need to recalibrate or this will continue to happen. And I'm just like, okay. And what is recalibration? That's my thing. It's like, okay, guys, explain that to me. Help me understand in my humanness because I've been operating and being in this spiritual place with myself. And you are telling me, and I got the same message. You've got to recalibrate. You have got to recalibrate. You cannot work. You cannot work in the same way or the same energy that you've been working with. Right. You have to recalibrate here. It's almost like what you were saying earlier about people uh, are are being in this way and they're making it all nice and everything and you can take a poo a pile of poo and put icing on it and put a happy birthday and a candle it's still a pile of poo shit it's still a pile of shit exactly it is exactly it's still a pile of shit and then i'm telling my guys it's like okay guys how When How everyone, I get, I'm, I'm having yeah. this experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're fine. I'm having the recalibration yes. right now. It keeps yeah. moving. It was down here, and it's, now it's here, and it's like, okay, this is fixing to come out. Yeah. But and 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 I listen to them, and I say, okay, guys, you know, how do I support this? How do I do this recalibration? How do I walk? There's the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah. How do you walk through the valley of the shadow of death? It's like there's this dying Mm -hmm. that's happening. And at the same time, there's this grief that's happening because I am grieving this old part of me, this part of me that no longer is um, not that it's it's just how do I explain that? How do I But this is the this is the ascension. This is is what people have been asking about. We, before all of this, before the revealer showed up, we were tuned into 99.1 on the radio. And we thought that that's good, everything like that. And so the universe said, "Uh uh-oh, bitches, now it's time to shift. You you know, now it's time for the ascension. And so the universe changed the frequency to, you know, 105. And we're still operating from 99.1. And we're like, what, how do I tune in? How do I get in the, and this is the ascension. The ascension isn't all of a sudden lights were going to ascend from heaven and the angels were going to come down and we were going to start flying and floating and having magical. Pop- that was never the ascension. That is a that is people's imagination of what they think an ascension would look like because they place value in these things. The ascension Correct. is not a physical shift. The ascension is an energetic spectral shift, which means if you don't have the ability to expand into a greater sense of love, then you will operate from a 99.1% frequency and you will experience life from that state and it will be unfathomable and it will be painful. You can ascend, but you have to shift within you. And there are two things I've done that are helping me to recalibrate. And they have not been fun, but I will tell you, there's two things that I'm doing right now. One, is accepting who I am, both 
my light side and my shadow self and really accepting that. And that's painful because it shows people a version of me that I've tried to control and I've not wanted to show people because I don't want them to think this or to think that or to, to assume some things about me. And so that's a part of me that has remained under control. And as a revealer came about, it showed its ugly head. And it was a part of me that needed to express itself. But at the same time, it doesn't, it helps me to accept and embrace the shadow version of myself. It doesn't help me to recalibrate, to operate only from that shadow version of myself. And a lot of people right now are in a shadow state and they're angry and they're in fear and they're in pain. So making peace with that part of myself and then just learning to love that part of myself. And so when I like, have an issue and I go on Instagram or I whatever, and I post something where I'm like going off about something that is the shadow part of me and it's okay. And so if I'm going to have a dog running loose, then I'm going to create a boundary so that I give it room to do what it needs to do, but I don't pretend it doesn't exist and I don't keep it hidden and I don't allow it to run them up because I still have to have a balance with it. And so the darker part of myself is the base level of operating on the new frequency, base level. Right. In other words, you can't even get to the frequency state of change until you start at the bottom part of yourself, which is the shadow part of ourselves. So I've allowed the shadow part of myself to exist and I'm giving it room, but I'm not allowing it to run amok. I'm just letting it be there. That's one thing that's helping me. The other thing that is helping me is to love the most painful things that I'm experiencing and the most, and, and the people who are causing the most pain. And Ooh, I can tell you that, that is hard because it's easy to love and light people who you think are like you. It is not easy to love and light or to think of love and hold love on the same, at the same time as this anger, this rage, this disappointment, this brokenheartedness. And so you have to choose do you hold on to this pain or do you embrace love? But in order to embrace love, you have to use the love and send it and use it towards those that you are broken by. And so I've had several broken hearts in the last year oh, and, yeah. and, and people may have seen it sometimes when it shows up in me. Um, Cause it's not like it's easy to hide, but it hurts. It hurts to think of people that I love to see people who have been such an impact in my life, to, to think of people who, I mean, I would, I would lay down for and die for and to see what has been revealed and what has been expressed and what has been shared and to realize that there's no longer an alignment with these people and I, I can no longer be aligned with these people and they're no longer aligned with me. And it, is painful because you get hurt in the process. People take advantage of you. People use you. People yes. oh, forward, yes. they forward their rage at you the moment that they feel that you're no longer on their, on their, in their running along. And it's been hard because there are days where I'm just like, I don't understand this. I don't understand this. And, and so what I've been told constantly, and especially in the last two months or so is that you need to send love to them. And, and love even the things that they have, have love the things that are painful to you. Love the disappointment, love the anger in them, love all of this. 
and that's that's a journey but it's required because if we cannot loving ourselves at that at this point and our in our level you and i loving ourselves is the easy part because we know when i know i need to love okay let me love myself oh yeah you're pretty you're great but we got so comfortable aligning to people on a specific frequency or on a specific vibration or a specific grouping that it's all been thrown into chaos there is no grouping there is no you know if you try to go into a group of people right now and you go digging in you're going to find people on every spectrum it's not the same as it was before the perception right. of we are you know we're separate or there's good and there's bad no that doesn't exist anymore because God is throwing a wrench in there to confuse the hell out of you because you're either going to love everybody or you don't get to love one person and get comfortable. And so that's why you don't feel comfortable. That's why you don't feel safe because the universe is requiring of you to just love it all. And not only that, to love it all, but also go with the flow. And if you really want to go with the flow, you can't have any sense of control at all. So the things that you think you control, the things you have, yeah. You can't control that. And this is what they, the how they put this for me, Fernie, about that. Imagine yourself in a river and you, we've been fighting, swimming up, trying to swim up, swim up, swim up, swim up, and, and just fighting the current. And you have a life jacket on. But we forget that we have a life jacket and yeah. we just keep swimming until we get tired and we think we're drowning. And then we turn over. And we put our feet down because, oh my God, we're going that direction. Right. Or I can't get to the side. I'm trying to go to this side or that side. And then it was, then it's like when you decide and you remember that you're a spiritual being and that you are wrapped in love and you just have love and that you are actually not in water, that you were just riding in this river of mm-hmm. love and you're just flowing through and you take your feet up and allow the love. And, and the, the definition of love that, that they explored to me, or, and, and they called it explored. They explored to me. They didn't give it to me. They allowed me to explore it. Was something that I couldn't put into words. There was no, I had no, when I was in this experience, I had no um, agenda. It wasn't about conditions or saying unconditional. I had no agenda, love. There was, there was just, you're, you're, you're Fernie, and if your actions are whatever it is, it is. How does that, it doesn't affect me. Right. It, it, I just stay in this place of, I got my feet up, I'm in my river of love and I'm just flowing down and being. Because in our life, we've had so many rocks and we've had so many things that we've been so afraid to just allow, allow yeah. to be who we truly are. And that's, that's in all areas of our life. That's yeah. everything your spiritual life, everything. And, and we've, been, we've been domesticated like that because if you say, oh my God, I'm gay or I'm straight or now we have so many definitions of what that is. It's like, wait a minute, you're gay or straight and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. You're, it's, I, it's okay. 
but just be you, just be who you are. Um, you know, we're on this, we're in this, and we're on this planet together. There is nobody that will escape this experience right. that we're going through. And spirit, you, we've done this before. We've been right here yeah. in this moment before. Yeah. And one of the funny things with me when I was having this experience the other day and I was like really going through this, oh shit, what if, what if this is what it is and we're going to have this and I'm going to, I thought to myself, hmm, I'm not afraid of dying because d- dying is very beautiful. I've been there. Yeah. That's not an issue. <laughs> right. And I thought to myself, Fernie, I think I'm afraid of living. I think I'm afraid of living. And I think that's what has happened. It's like, wow, I forgot that to live. Well, and that's the the part about being unsafe. And I think I also looping back to that and your analogy of like going down the river, because, you know, people in our line of work and what we've done and how we've worked for years, we were used to going down the river. So for us, going down the river or going with the flow of the river is not the issue. At this point, what? we you and I both fed into the idea that going down the river is going to be smooth because the universe is going to give us a smooth sailing experience. Yeah. And what now has happened is the universe says, first, stop swimming upstream and surrender, which is what you and I had already done. Now that we've surrendered and we're going downstream, we've had experiences that have been very beneficial, very fruitful and blessings in our lives because of this. But now the stream and everybody else's stream now we're we've gone through a period right exactly (laughs) now we have rapids and we can't we don't have the luxury of of getting out of the river unless we want to go and kill ourselves we don't have the luxury of getting out of the river we just have to oh shit this is coming up and we don't have the luxury of being uh, even in if we're like wearing you know we're in a boat or something doesn't matter we don't have the luxury of that some of us have to experience this fully and in the most raw state as possible (laughs) and this is tearing some of us up extremely some of us are just getting you know beat down but all of us are going through a similar experience and so not only that there's a boulder that comes up and we're slammed up against a boulder and i'm like what the fuck is this i did exactly what i was supposed. yeah yeah and we get stuck there and we're like what is this what is this and what we don't realize is that you know the universe has set it up that there are people standing on the edge of the ocean on the edge of the river watching us go through this and this is their opportunity to jump in and try to help us and save us or stand back and watch us get torn up. And so that this is an opportunity for the universe where it's allowing us to go through such a collective experience that's, that some of us are being offered the opportunity to express and show and reveal compassion within us, which some of us may not have had that compassion. People who were just in their own world are now forced to share, to show compassion or to continue to see you know, us all go through this. And so people in unique experiences, uh, not only that, we're also, once we get past this boulder, there's a cliff and a ravine that's going to be, that we're coming up to. And this is where we, we, we aren't allowed to see what's next at this point, because nope, this is the moment right of faith. It's and the moment of faith. You, I think that, I know you probably have been feeling it too. It's right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's there and I can't see past it. And that yeah. makes me nervous. And I'm like, yeah. okay, guys. <laughs> well, this is, this is, but this is, 
the ultimate test of faith. This is walking through the fire. And people would say, oh, oh, yes. I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna walk through the fire. But once you get past the fire, there's a, there's a, there's a hole that's dark and it, you don't know what's in it and you're gonna have to jump in. And this is the moment of faith for us. We either have to have faith that there is a higher power at work that is manipulating yes. and controlling and, and directing things. And we're just a puppet in that whole scenario. And we don't actually control the things that we control. Um, and if we fight it, it just makes it harder for us and makes it more painful. Or do we just allow ourselves to just surrender to the process, even if it means the possibility of more pain in what we just went through with that, with the with the boulders and the whole rapids. And so we're at that point. And this is the ultimate moment of faith. And death is not preferable for me. And I know that, and, and this is where you have to, assess yourself individually and everybody needs to do this. Mm -hmm. Do I accept the task at hand knowing that I, I'm not allowed to see what's at the, on the other side of it and just allow myself to be used or do I fight it right. and try to avoid this from happening or jump off? And some people are fighting it and in the process of fighting it, they're being taken out of the game because they're not, going with it. And so they're being taken out of the game. Other people are jumping out of the game and they're not sticking around. Um, some of us are going forward in this yeah. moment of faith. And it is as it's scary, but at the same time, I have to dig and reach for that part of me that exists within the substance of love and hope that I will know what to do on the next stage or in the next level. And so the uncertainty is part of the process of accepting and surrender. And we've only been able to surrender when we knew we had some sort of control. You don't have any control anymore, Shannon. The control has been taken from you. You must surrender right. to the process, even if the process reveals some painful things or has you going through some difficult and challenging experiences. But this is what's required of you to expand into the next frequency and then practicing and holding on to the experience and the compassion and the love within you that you can still express that has not been taken away. It's only been hidden behind that anger and pain and struggle that you thought you got rid of. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, it's like, I really went in a depressed state, mm -hmm. you know, right before having to go to the oncologist and stuff. And, and I said, wait a minute, <laughs> what's going on here guys? Yeah wait a minute and they they literally ask do you want to stay or do you want to go and i said i want to stay i don't know what that looks like and i don't know how that part of surrendering is i don't you know i mean we have one concept of what surrender looks like yeah but when you're in a spiritual surrender mm -hmm. and even the word faith is like that's not even part of it it's just the state of knowing i have to know that when i get to that edge of that cliff i'm going to stand up right and i'm going to just walk across to the other side mm -hmm. i don't have to choose to go down in the water yeah I have enough that I understand that I can just walk through because it is probably the illusion that I created because the portals open and when I walk through. 
and I would understand what that is because I have to go and I know inside of me, inside of me, Fernie, I have to go over there and step on the dog poop and feel it, get it between my toes and feel everything so that I can come back and say, Fernie, you know, when I walked over there, there was this dog poop and it had some crunchy stuff in it and you're going to feel it, but you're going to be okay. Yeah. We're going to do this. And I think that's part of my job in some ways, but in some way, I don't have to do it by myself anymore. Yeah. It's like, even when we're getting beat up against the rock, there are people there that can come and support us. Yeah. If they choose, they can get in the water and we can build this whole experience of working together yeah. to float. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, here we are at this thing and we can all just walk across. It was well, the illusion. Well, remember the sacrifice of a master. The sacrifice of the master starts with God, where God surrendered itself as one into infinite combinations of life and creation, still being one, but also being all things because of that sacrifice. And so we've seen that happen with masters in the past, Jesus being one of them. He sacrificed himself for his cause and his own teaching and his own his own perspective of life for others so that they may see and take that and you know he surrendered and so sometimes the sacrifice of the master doesn't always produce a happy ending or a bridge across the water sometimes it produces experience that is painful but necessary yeah Yeah. and i at this point i i'm building my faith and trying to love past the heartbreak and pushing myself to be more than what I thought I was capable of and to love as much as the God loves and much as love as much as, as, as I can. And if I'm a sacrificing part of that, then I, I have faith to be used. And that's the part of it. That's, it's the loss of control. Like, don't control anything and you right. just have to you were talking about having that visual that you can just walk across drop that let that go mm-hmm. because if what you need to experience is the fall you may not hit rocks at the bottom you may hit something soft or you may just fly and not realize you had the ability to fly so there's no need to right. walk and so but just give into the opportunity to see what comes next. Um, Sometimes when we surrender to that, something happens beyond what we thought was possible. And I don't know if that will be the case for me or for any of us, but I'm just going with it. And I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm like, okay, allow myself to be used, so use me. And I think that drop that bridge walk because it's, it's going to give you another boundary. Now, granted, and this is from everybody who's watching, boundary, allowing yourself, loving the parts that are painful doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't have boundaries with people or you shouldn't set boundaries with individuals in your life that you need to have a boundary for. It's not what I'm talking about. You know, there are people that I've, you know, over the last year, I'm like, oh, I need to put a boundary up with this person or up. Oh, this is no longer an aligned 
in energy for me or connection for me. I need to release this person. And so that doesn't mean you shouldn't do those things. But when it comes to life itself and the, the, the entirety of life, I mean, if you choose life, you have to embrace um, the, the, the uncertainty because the uncertainty brings about opportunity. Um, and that's the faith is the, the uncertainty will bring about the opportunity or an opportunity. And I just want to experience the most I can in, in the expression of God. And that is something I can't describe or even True. try to explain to people because it's something that individually everyone is going to face in their own way, shape, or form. Um, Spirit is, is wanting me to say this to, I don't know if you've ever read The Masters of the Far East. There's a part in there where the guy is talking, uh, he's in a monastery and there every meal he goes to, they serve him these hot peppers. I mean, they're just hot, hot peppers. And that's the food is so hot and so hot. And he's telling them, it's just so hot. I can't, I can't, I, it's, I just can't eat anymore. I can't, you just can't, I just can't. And the monk told him, he says, when you start loving it and stop seeing it as being a disadvantage or something of that way, you will experience something different. Mm -hmm. And so every day when he came in there, he sat down and he started saying that he loved this, the fire. He loved the heat. He loved the fire. He loved the food. He just loved it. Even though he was just had tears coming and tears coming. When we, when he finally, one day he went and sat down and started eating and ate everything and he didn't have it. And he's like, he realized that, you know, he's like, whoa. And he talked to the master and the master said, it's because when we change our perception of what love and hate is or what hate is, or to, when we resist something, when we're fighting or we're resisting it, we're not loving it. Yeah. And when we're not loving it and, and seeing it just as what it's for, then we have that experience of the fire, the heat. And so when in our life, even looking at, because this is one of the things that they, about the recalibration is, wait a minute, I have to start looking at my life and instead of um, looking at people and like my mom, my mom has a lot of, gave me a lot of heart, uh, heart aches like, in my yeah. life, a lot. And now she's at the end, end of her life and she's very fragile. Getting to love her and take care of her and get, I guess, how do I say, some people say, how can you do, how can you yeah. do that when she did this to you? And it's my compassion for her. 
it's understanding where she came from and mm -hmm. understanding that place and then understanding and loving her mm -hmm. and then going inside of me and sitting with that little boy that part of me and loving him and saying you know what here was the experience here was the heartache you know it's like i wanted to call a friend of mine the other day and say hey i need a mom talk you know it was the most weirdest thing it's like right. I, I, I need somebody that it represents a mom to me to give me a mom talk, which I found was fascinating. But, but it was that little boy inside of me showing mm. up and going, wow. It's okay to come forward. It's okay mm. to be here now. It's okay to, to allow somebody to love me. I don't think I've ever had that in life. Mm. You know, as somebody to really show up, I've just been that one that's been on the rock being beat the hell out of yeah. for a long time. And I'm the one, again, I'm going to cry because it's like, wow, that's I fine. just have this whole emotional thing that showed up. Mm -hmm. I can see the helplessness in her. But as I see it in her, I see that little boy in me that was helpless. Yeah. That, you know, couldn't, you know, couldn't defend, couldn't be, you know, in that place. And bringing him forward and surrendering in that, it's like turning around. It's like, man, you get a, it's like, man, that's going to really fucking hurt if I, if I really tap into that and feel that little boy or feel that pain and really, that was a story I told myself. It really was. Because when I turned around and sit, Fernie, I felt relief. It was a relief that happened. Mm -hmm. I'm having all kinds of things. Yeah. Happen. Body. Yeah, my body is going wild right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because it is, it's that place in our life. It's like, man, that shadow or that part of us that that deep rooted, it's you're not going to get away from it, yeah. and it, it is going to be rough, rapids. It's going to be there, but, and I can't tell you it's going to be okay, right. I can't even tell myself that. I can't even guarantee myself that. But in this experience, in this life, in this moment, you know, like what I experience, where, I, and I have to bring myself, what do I feel in this moment? That's what I've been working with, with myself. Mm -hmm. What do I feel in this moment? Mm -hmm. And then be in that place because right now is there there's a lot of emotions like if mm -hmm. i was to say it's like wow i i feel a little bit um um of resistance with myself you know it's like whoa we're still even though i know it's okay i'm i'm okay i'm feeling okay but there's this resistance of like wow 
okay, I'm telling my story out to all these people and they're going to judge me, you know, or they're going to judge my experience. And it's like, wait a minute, no, <laughs> no. Um, because I, you know, my story of where I came from and what occurred and where the surrender part of it, you know, for me, it is, it's just loving them. Loving my mom, my dad, my grandparents, my brothers, my sister, everybody. People that I thought that loved me and just used me and flipped me up the dent. And then you're just standing there like, what just happened? Yeah. What just happened? I, I thought we were good. And then all of a sudden it's like, kick, kick, kick. Okay. Yeah. You know. And then it's like all of it just sitting there and you're just still, okay, I've got it. I surrender. I surrender into the flow. And like you said, it's like doing the shaman's death. That's what they call it. Every day you're dying and you're being renewed and you're, you're, this part of you is going. But I think right now for me, if I really wanted to say what I'm, I'm feeling the grief. I'm feeling the grief of that old part of me, but I'm like, I, I can't bury it. You know, right. at the same time, it's like, I can't let it go. I can't let this, because that was my identity. Ooh, right. That's a big one. Right. Ooh, that was. That gave me a chill. That's my identity. That's who I was. All of that. That's 99.1 though. That's, that's part of the 99.1. And you're not at 99.1 oh. anymore. No. That's that place of, wow, the identity. It's like, okay. And that's hard because all those people that done all that, that was my identity. Yeah. Ooh, I got it all going. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> well, it's a shock. It's a, I think, it, you know, when, when this happens. I'm, I'm curious to how this heart monitors. Well, it's a, it's a, well, they're probably going to tell you, you freaking, you're like, you know, what the hell is going on with your heart? It, it's a shock to, the self because when you thought you had yourself pegged and you thought you knew yourself and then all of a sudden a new version of yourself reveals itself and you're like what the hell is this and so your old identity is no longer it's no longer enough to encompass the vibration and the frequency of this new version of you and the new ascended yeah. point of reference the new ascended perspective and and and, and space and so you're like oh shit like okay and so you're you're making you're I know you're saying, how do I connect? And you were talking about that earlier. How do I connect? How do I connect? Which you're doing that. You're connecting in the moment. You're connecting. It's just, right. it doesn't feel the same because it isn't the same. And we're used to it feeling right. a certain way, but it's different. And here's an example of this for, from my perspective. You know, when I do channeling work and, and mediumship work and spirit work, when I communicate with them, it feels a certain way and the yes. intention, the energy, the emotion, it all feels a certain way. And as this all has started to happen, the way it felt before is no longer there. And it throws me off because I'm like, what the hell is going on? Because I'm still doing it and people are validating their experience with me, but it also doesn't feel the same as what it did right. like a year ago or, you know, six months ago. And I'm like, what the hell? And so I'm the recalibration part is I'm still going to do it, even if it doesn't feel the same. And I don't feel 
the same vibrations and the same form of energy, I'm still going to do it. And I will just I figure it out as I go along because I have to figure it out the first time. I got to figure it out the second time. And so I've had to force myself and push myself through that boundary because I got used to hearing and getting it from a specific level of vibration. And so there was a certain, uh, there were certain sensitivities that I was used to. And so now that I'm on this different frequency, I'm like, okay, I'm having to just reacclimate and get comfortable with this new sense of, but well, this is where it's at now and just make peace with that. And so for you, it, it, it's, it's like you're having to basically reinvent yourself, even though you didn't ask to reinvent yourself and you weren't That's even right. trying to reinvent yourself, but you're like, okay, I got to reinvent myself. I just don't know where to start or what I should start with. And I would say, start with your shadow self and accept it. And the core and, and one of the roots of your shadow self is your mother. And the physical experience you're having with her is part of that coming to peace within yourself because in her fragile state, you have opportunity to hurt her and to return to her the oh, gifts yeah. of anger and the gifts of rage and the gifts of pain that she gave to you. And instead you are choosing to see her through the eyes of God and the perspective of love. And that is not something you could do before. And now you're doing it. And you honor yourself with this opportunity. You honor yourself through this process, you honor yourself through loving beyond the shadow of pain that you've held within yourself. You honor yourself. And now is the time of reflection. Now is the time for assessment, for viewing yourself in a new light and in a new form that can serve many beyond what you have done before. And you must accept this process. It has been granted. It has been given. It has been gifted because you asked us for it. And so you must proceed and you must have faith in that you are being guided and you are being summoned through the experience you are living. You are being absorbed into the presence and the service of love, that of God, which you exist, that of God, which you serve, that of God, which you represent here. And so they are granting us opportunities if we just accept it and try not to pretend like we are the know-it-alls that we've been used to being and just okay, let's just okay. <laughs> back to kindergarten again. And that's where we're at. It, it's, it goes to, it, and then for me too, it's like, where is my knight in shining armor to come and rescue me? Where is he at? You know, it's like, I'm doing this and it's like, oh shit. No, I'm my own, I have to, I'm here. I have to remember, I have a life jacket on, I'm okay. Well. Let go of the knight in shining armor for one and start thinking of uh, a peddler who's on the street as an opportunity to experience this. Because I think that the perspective and the ideology behind that has in a way inhibited your ability because right. we've been taught that the knight in shining armor on a horse looks a certain way and operates a certain way and is a certain way. And maybe it's not, and maybe you're being reformulated so that you can allow a connection with the experience you desire because the experience you desire is not a knight in shining armor. The experience you desire is simply the experience of love. And the first step in embracing and letting someone in with love that is frightening is what you're going through with your mother. She is the key to unlock the ability to love 
and have that show up in your life in that form because the closest people to us have also been the closest to hurt us. And so typically we don't allow people into our inner circle because we have gone through so much suffering. And so we serve people and we're there for people and we give to others always with an air of ego, ego, ego and control and almost an arrogance in how we've been. And your experience with your mother is teaching you how to love something so close to you that can also cause you as much pain. Because in every rich experience of love that we have, whether it be romantic or family or friendship, we will experience both love and pain. And some of those experiences are valid and worthy to continue and some of them aren't. Um, and so unlocking that mechanism within you is about loving your mother through this period and then revealing that part of you that will allow someone close who has the ability to hurt you to also cause you to feel that pain and to love them back and love them even despite that. You know, my partner and I, I love Ed and Ed loves me and we've hurt each other. We've, we've been mean to each other at times. We've been cruel to each other, but love is the dominating force in our relationship. And when you have a dominating force of love, it can work. When you have a dominating force of fear, anger, rage, pain, suffering, resentment, regret, it can't work. And the examples in your life closest to you, like your mother, have conditioned you to be a certain person in this world. And now you're, oh, yeah. you're, re you're releasing that conditioning and making room for a new conditioning, a new part of yourself that you haven't been able to access yet. That's true. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> How do we be with that? Yeah. You know, I'm gonna cry and I can feel it in you. I yeah. You, you, even you, I, you, because of your, you know, it's, you get to see your whole life and how you work with it. And the, the craziness in our in our own childhood, our own life, and how it's like how what is our representation of love and how because for me I don't really felt as a child I was showed love, and the one person that did show me love died, which you know, is left. an experience of it's a form of rejection because if they died, then they didn't love me enough to still live and they rejected me by dying. And it's a form of rejection. It's a form of loss that creates a sense of rejection. My sister is an example of that because she, you know, her father loved her as a child. And then when my mother and her father separated and divorced, he just didn't participate in her life. He showed up one time and that was it. And then he never came back. And so right there, there's the experience of rejection and he didn't love me enough to even try or be uncomfortable enough to be around these people just so that I could have my father. So there was a, a rejection there. And then after that, my uncle who raised her short few years after that died of cancer. And that was another opportunity and experience of rejection because he didn't love her enough to beat cancer for her so that he could be with her, even though that's not what happened, but that's what was experienced from her persona from her life from a human perspective and then a few years later 
I pop into the picture, she comes to live with us and I turn into this stabilizing force in her life. And she is allowed, she can blossom because I acted as this anchor for her. And then years pass and she starts to evolve and become a new person and recovers herself in the ashes of her past. And then I struggle at that point in my life and I just needed to get away. And I pursued and I followed my ex to another state. And again, leaving her and my mother behind. I mean, she was, at that point, she was an adult. She could take care of herself. And my, and she offered to take on some of the responsibilities for my mother that I was responsible for. But it was still a rejection. It was, I didn't love her enough to choose her over a loving opportun- a opportunity for love with my ex in another state. Right. And so, again, it's a repeating pattern. And so for you, your mother, and you being treated cruelly and you, suffering all of these cruelties and then the only person that you love dying on you becoming a form of rejection from a human perspective even though that's not what is what happened and what you were experiencing at the time it's what you you felt as a little boy it was yeah 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 all of that is it it, it's been really interesting in my life every through this experience this last year and all the way up to here it's like people that have came into my life that i have loved there's a story they hurt me they die they leave me they go to prison they they you know they go away from me um and it brings into that place of Why don't people love me? You know, why don't people love me? I love them, but why don't people love me? Yeah. And so, and now we're getting to the really deep-rooted stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the revealer. And, we, and when we talked about it, I said, Shannon, if we're going to do this, I, I you to have to joke. expose yourself and every aspect of yourself and be vulnerable because this is where it's at. And so you right. have to expose yourself, but it only shows but, more of your light, in my opinion. Right, because my jokester tried to come out. Yeah. My, the, he's my defender. When I wanted to make a joke, you know, out of it and make laugh and everything. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is really what, this was my agreement with you. When we set this up, Shannon, we're gonna do this, but we're gonna, we're gonna put it on the table. We're gonna put this on the table. Because for me, in my own in my own space of feeling not enough, you know, you know, um, feeling that place of it's okay for me to love you, but if I love, let somebody in inside here, who my heart is just really hurting. Um, If I let somebody love me and let them in, they're going to die or leave me. They're going to go away from me. Something's going to happen to them. And I don't want to go through that pain. I, I, I sit through that and it's like, wait a minute. I've been sitting with this the last few days, really big time around that. It's like, wait, but I have to let somebody in. I have to let somebody in. Mm-hmm. 
because I really do. I really want somebody in my life. I really want to, I want somebody to love me, but I got to love myself and I got to be able to love them and be able to open myself up. Like you said, if I go into a relationship that's, I'm not truly have that foundation of love, really love. Like you said, if there's not that place of love, when we do go into, like you were talking about you and your husband, you get in the rapids, one of us is going out instead of both mm. of us holding on and going through together to go through the other side of the rapids, knowing that no matter what, it's our love. We, I mean, we can do whatever we want to, but we're still going to love each other in the end. There are no happy endings. There's only, I can have a damn good time. So you're going to have that pain again. You're going to feel it again. And it has to be something you accept as part of the process. And I think you're, you're, and this is why I say your mother and what you're going through right now with her is the key to this because it is forcing you to love someone that you have struggled to love. And it is forcing you not only that, but to also experience a version of her you never saw before. And she's going to leave. And that's going to be painful. Even if you had a difficult experience with your mother, it's going to hurt when she's not there and she's gone. And so every person that you engage with, every person that you allow in is going to hurt you. And we can walk around in this world and tell ourselves, you know, oh, I'll have a happy ending. It's gonna be like Disney movies or it's gonna be like, you know, like ever happily ever after. And I'm just like, what reality are you living in? Because I speak to people every day and I speak with people only about their non-happy endings where, you know, my husband and I, we worked our whole lives and we did the right things and made the right choices. And we started building our dream house and the day it was completed and we moved in, he had a heart attack and died. We can't even experience right. that with each other anymore. Or my husband and I were trying so hard to have a baby. And we had been trying for years to have a baby. And I got pregnant. And while I was pregnant, he died. Or my wife and I were trying to be together and we had gone back and forth, back and forth. And in this back and forth relationship that was just toxic because we just weren't evolved enough or mature enough to be with each other and we split up and then we got back together and we got back together it was like we were like exploring each other from a completely different perspective and we actually were doing really well and this was a different different version of our relationship we had never experienced before because we were adults at this point and she died so all of these non-happy endings because life is full of life and not happy endings and so if you want someone in your life, are you willing to accept that experience if it only lasts a year or two years? Are you willing to accept that experience if they suddenly have a stroke and you have to take care of them for years to come? You know, Are you willing to accept the potential realities of this world as part of this experience of love in, in, this, in this reality? So that's, I think, where your mom is the key to this because she's a kind of a collection of all of that stuff. And you're having, you're, 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 you're confronted with that and you're dealing with it. And this is the key to unlocking that next step for you, which is to open up your heart and to, you know, your, your heart has thick walls because it hurts too much to feel things so closely 
in an intimate way where you're really letting somebody in. So it's thick walls that have now formed around your heart and are reflecting this. I love you all. I'm here to serve everybody. I'm here, but stay right there. Stay right there. Six feet. You haven't been doing, you haven't been doing social you know, you distancing. Haven't, yeah, you've been doing <laughs> live social distancing from the heart perspective. You've been oh, yeah. socially distancing from your heart a lot of years in your life now because of what you've gone through. Oh yeah, I would agree with that a hundred percent. Yes. It's it's yeah. It's easy to love you or to be loved from a distance. Yeah. Yeah, I and, uh, allow I, myself that space because it's like, oh, if I let them in, they're just gonna take my energy. They're gonna take, you know, they're gonna try to take, you know, thing. I don't know. I don't think that's I don't think that might be truth, but for some part of me, it's like, maybe I just, I want to have that experience. I want to yeah. have that, like you're saying, it's like, it's, there's no person that is perfect. There's no one. Everybody comes with things and there's going to be things that happen. And allowing myself to be in that space. But I, I know with my shadow self, that dragon that I have to set and just sit, you know, it's, it's in front of me now. It's really in front of me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, and it's beautiful. It is, it and it's a beautiful not, part of you. Yeah. Nothing that I, I think it's, you know, being out and raw, it being raw and just being, and even talking, it's like I told um, Marco, Marco the other day, I said, Marco, I'm just depressed. I am depressed. And after just recognizing it, it was like, oof. I just mm. opened up. I, yeah. I, but I couldn't. I wasn't being raw. I wasn't being truthful. I was hiding it. I was being in that place. And once I realized it, it's like, wait a minute, no. Mm. I, I, yes, I am. But it's time for me to change and shift that energy. Yeah. You know, to to move that, or I call it transcendent. I don't, I don't transform anything because that's why I go back to the birthday cake. I transcend it. I move it to the next level to where there's a mastery in it. Whether, mm -hmm. whatever it looks like, it's a mastery. Um, because that's what we're here to do is the master mm -hmm. to understand how to transcend the energies, how to move the energies, how to work through energies and that um, yeah, we have, we can be in the love energy, but there's logs and shit and all kind of stuff floating down the thing. Yeah. Yeah. We get beat up on. <laughs> well, and I think we've, we've, we've existed in a world where you're not allowed to be depressed. You're not allowed to feel bad. You're not allowed to be human. You're not allowed to experience these versions of yourself. If you're feeling depressed or you're experiencing depression, something's wrong with you and needs to be fixed. If you're feeling right. this way, something, you know, and we've ex we exist in a world like that. And for myself, and I tell my partner this, you know, sometimes I go through these periods where I do feel a, a feeling of depression that right. comes on. And I even tell my partner, I'm just a moody person, get used to it. It is what it is. Like, I'm not even trying to, you don't need to be the, the, Focal point for me or the target for me just let me sit with this 
And because I learned, and I actually, interestingly enough, I learned this from watching the Lady Gaga documentary. Um, and she was talking about her process and for her, her process of coming up with new music or to reinvigorate herself is sometimes she goes into this body, this version of herself that is in trauma. And she kind of surrenders to this depression within her and she sits with it. But she says some of the greatest music she's had has come from those places. And I'm like, well, isn't that an interesting thing? And so for myself, when I do feel something like depression come up or something like a, a sense of pain or a sense of anguish come up, I, I, I don't immediately respond. I need to get rid of this and push it away. I just am, I've been embracing it and right. I accept it. I'm like, okay, wait, what are you? What do you want to show me? What are you trying to reveal to me? What are you trying to get me to understand? And there are things about other people or about situations in my life or with others that or in the world that the moment that I allow myself and give myself permission to dip, dip into that lower version of myself, that very low human, just very deeper aspect of beingness, I understand something. I find something. Yeah. I find something and I understand something or I perceive something in a different way. And then once I perceive it, I'm like, ah, that's what it is. And then I bring myself back up and I, I'm like, okay, yeah. now I, I got, I got, I got, it's almost like diving. It's like, you have to go diving. Okay. I'm diving in. And it's like, you know, you need oxygen. You know, you need oxygen. If you don't get the oxygen, you're going to die here. You're going to die here. I'm like, yeah, but there's something in this state, in this moment, I need to understand. So embrace it and just sit with it. And it's okay. You're not going to destroy, be destroyed. Just sit with it for a moment. Feel this, feel this, understand these variations of energy and emotion. What is this? What is this? And I think that's actually helped me tremendously with like the mediumship work that I do because, you know, when, when I, I and not to toot my own horn, but I, I've sometimes seen a bunch of mediums out there who everything is love and light. And whenever they speak on behalf <laughs> of a spirit, it's like they make up a completely new personality that that person wasn't. And I don't want that. I don't want the heavenly version of that person. Mm -hmm. I want the person that people knew, all <laughs> warts and all. And so in order for myself to even be, be able to calibrate and line up with that energy, I have to allow myself the, the lower vibratory state of human experience, emotion, and mindset, which also brings about energy on that level. And so when I dip down into that lower level, it is uncomfortable. I don't like the feeling or the inexperience or the emotions in that level, but it's intentional. And so I allow that, you know, and three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, I was doing a mediumship session for a client. And I always tell people, if someone comes through that you really didn't, don't want to talk to, it's okay. I trust as a higher power at work, but I'm going to surrender to that person and let them speak for a moment. Even if just for a moment, there's something they have to share. And so you may not want to talk to that person. I'm going to let them in and then I will bump them back out because I want them to have that opportunity and I trust this, this, the source. And so in her session, you know, this individual came forward. who was a male who was the uncle to her. And it, he was expressing and sharing all of these details about these horrendous things he did. And he said, I my brain was broken and I didn't have the ability or the capacity to connect or to love. 
And I was, and he said, I was trying to figure this out and understand this. And all I could do was just respond in anger or in domination. And so he hurt a lot of people and he had actually raped her mother. And, but he, he, he threw me, he said that he was so very sorry for what he had done and been in this world and that he now understands who he was and what happened and why this version of him existed. And now he was working to bring relief to all of the souls that he caused so much pain for because he now realized it and he needed to start with her and to tell her that he was sorry and that he has, he is finding ways to make amends, even if people don't understand this, but he's going to work with this on all levels. Um, and, and so after the, after the, after the shift, after the um, session, she validated a lot. And she says, you know, this, he was a serial killer. He took a lot of people's lives and there were even stories, like there are stories about him or documentaries about him. I had no idea. That's who I was bringing through. And on some level, I'm like, oh, like I only want to deal with higher frequencies or higher vibrations or healing. But I, I, I know that sometimes you have to allow yourself to dip into a darkness to reveal a healing. And through that, she began to gain some sort of closure from that whole experience and what her mother had to go through and all of these other things. And it's just, I'm like, in my, I'm like, I, to me, I was even uncomfortable because I was just like, I just, ah, like, get, get, get away from me, mister. You know, you're an asshole. And, but at the same time, I surrendered to it and something came through right. that I didn't anticipate, nor was I even thinking, but it did something good for the first time, maybe in the entire experience of that being, being on this planet, I gave them a voice to express love maybe for the very first time in a way that it was fully acceptable right. and fully able to. And so I was like, okay, so there, there it is. And so I think dipping down and allowing ourselves to experience those versions of ourselves, it's, it's okay. And we sometimes need to, we just don't need to make it a habit or perceive that lower darker shadow version of ourselves right. as the true form because it isn't it is an aspect of us not the right. us and so right. uh, which is a part of the healing that is true even like for me like like i said i when i was down in it i i needed to experience it i needed to have that experience with feeling depressed and that's when I start asking the same thing. I start setting with it. I just say, okay, we're here. This is what I'm experiencing. This is where I'm at. What is it that I'm needing to understand? What are you telling me? What is, what am I not expressing? You know, what is happening? And then it's like for me to come out of that, you know, I, I have to walk out of the darkness. I have to know that I, it's to find that balance again because I am Libra. You know, it's like we have to be this balance of, mm -hmm. and with a Cancer moon, so it's all about emotions, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> this trauma. Um, but being in that energy, even doing my work, even being what you said, it's like when I'm working with somebody, I I feel them, I experience them, I we'll go down with them into that dark space you know, to to work with it 
but I understand it. I, I come back out. Even working with myself, you know, even being a, a healer or a lighthouse person uh, or whatever you want to call yourself, uh, we still have to look at ourselves. We still have to look through. And, you know, I see people, oh, I've had this, this great life, this great childhood, but sometimes people overlove people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People were like that. I've had an incredible life. Everything's been great. I've, you know, everything's been wonderful. Slap up. Okay. Whatever. Like, I'm able to talk to people like that just because I'm like, well, then you can't understand where I'm coming from in many instances. But yeah. Right. But you say yeah. you have a great life, but then you're here with me wanting a heal. Right. Right. Or you're here with me wanting me to talk to a loved one. And, and it's like, wait, no. When I look at myself, and, and I'm even looking at it now, I, I love to, I thank you for this because I'm getting, I get to work with my, I'm working in my own self, recalibrating my own self. It's like mm -hmm. being a Libra, balancing myself and understanding I, I balance through emotions. Yeah. I do, I am balanced in that space. And I'm not a person that, um, like anger is something that I will resist a lot. I, I don't, you see me get angry. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It, it's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> We're fixing to get down. But in my own self, I think that's part of it too. It's just allowing myself to just be, in that energy and process it. And I wouldn't even say process. I mean, I just, I, Integrate. I, I'm looking Integrate. at a different word. Integrated. Yeah. Integrated. Just, um, just it's love kind of, it. It's assimilate it. the, yeah. the opportunity. Yeah, all of, all of the knowledge and information that is being because understood. Fernie, this is part of what I'm really understanding in my own self is, wait, that is my power. Everything that was all the hurts and pains and struggles and everything, my brokenness, that's actually my power. Yeah. That's got me to this moment. I couldn't be I couldn't be Shannon in this moment without having all of those experiences. And it is my power. It is my place where I look at it and say, wow, 